Hello and welcome to You Don't Look Like a Runner, a miserableist podcast wallowing in a pit of running fitness and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John. I'm quite happy though. Are you? Is okay. that is that all right? Yeah, still? That's, that's okay. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't you can't be in my band anymore. But I mean, what's, I guess it's fine for a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Oh, it's just it was just an intro, John. It's just an intro. I take intros very seriously. Do you? Do you? <laughs> just I take them to heart. It's just an intro, mate. You gotta stop. You gotta stop holding me to everything I say in intros. Okay. <laughs> that's the one time when I shouldn't listen to you is during an intro. All the rest of the time. Yeah. I'm doing a character. Okay. It's, it's character work during the intro. It's um, right. It's it's not it's not the real me. It's kayfabe. But the thing is, I mean, you know, like Stuart Lee famously does perform as a character, but also he, that is famously him as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just you know, I'm performing a heightened version of myself. Right, in, got it. Just got during it. So the I can just, just during the intro. <laughs> so I can take about fifty percent of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're fair to middling then today. Oh yeah, I just actually feel nothing. So yeah, it's fine. <laughs> An on we podcast. Um, right. Don't don't use. Oi, stop treading on my toes. Oh mate, have you done your homework? Uh, I know you've done your homework. I have. What was my homework? You were just going to get on Strava. Oh, I'm on Strava. Yeah, Fat Nick followed me. All right, all right. Steady on. Come on. Well, are you gonna are you gonna put a, a more buff Nick in the? That wasn't a that, in the that, mix on that Strava. That photo is not a particularly Fat Nick photo. It was a that was a that's a sort of guy's life together Nick photo. It's a, it's not Fat Fat Nick photo. Come on. It's another classic midpoint Morton, isn't it? Yeah, that's, midpoint uh, Morton. That yeah, that's quite good. That's yeah, I like yeah. that. I'll steal that. Um, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, what, why, why have I done this? I'm not getting a big fuss about this this thing. I thought I was okay. going to be. I thought I was going to be presented with like wondrous data that I could pour over for hours. But it seems like it's basically the same stuff as Runkeeper. Now, is that just because all of my activities are ones that I've imported from Runkeeper? Or is oh. it basically going to just be the same when I uh, go out for a run using Strava? It's 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 basically going to be the same, but I, f- I find it more accessible, more usable data than the data I get in Fitbit. Although I will although I will say I've been I've been getting to grips with Fitbit's dashboard a little bit more since we spoke, hmm. um, and uh, I, I still find it a little bit hard to find where specific activities are. I kind of don't have that muscle memory yet, but the stats are better than I thought they were. Yeah, they're really good. I love it. I love um, for me it's the heart rate tracking after a workout. I love to love checking that graph. Um, but yeah, Strava. I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully get out for a run this evening when it's a bit cooler. Can't be doing the heat at the moment. Um, but I'll be using it then for my first live run. So we'll see how it goes from there. Okay. Um, okay. But at least there are people on there that I know. Whereas Runkeeper is just a, a derelict wasteland. Uh, nice yeah. to see the. Uh, I've, I've checked out the little. Uh, you don't look a runner club, and I'll be honest, it did kind of make want to get out there because there was a leaderboard that I could try and be the top of. So <laughs> that's all I yeah. care about. Strava dot com forward slash clubs forward slash runner pod. I think it was seventeen the, people what... when I looked at it last night. That's incredible. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, so um, some some further notes from me regarding why Strava's why Strava's good and nice and fun. One of the things you'll discover tonight is there will be parts of your run that other people have run on i have seen that i was very pleased when i uploaded some of my runs to see that i was um first or second place in some particular stretches around my ends yeah you're gonna love that yeah you're yeah. gonna be hammered down on particular now, roads aren't I, you i understand that it tells you doesn't it in your audio cues when you're on a particular section 
Oh, what? Well, I've never like, I've never recorded in Strava, so that's oh, impressive. You, you can set it so that when you hit a section, it will say you are entering like whatever section it is. And then obviously you can pick up your pace and try and get a good good time through there, which I think will be a good bit of a motivation. I think oh, that's incredible. I'm looking forward to using it for biking. I'm really getting back into biking again now the weather's nice. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to using it for that because I've heard it's really good for the bike stuff. Um, beautiful. Oh, mate. Beautiful couple of rides this weekend um, over to a friend's house about 12 miles away. But just glorious. I'm going to make it a little like there and back, like a 24-mile little route I'm going to do. Oh, well, you mentioned this to me on, on WhatsApp the other day, and I was I was very anxious about your uh, your outward bound trip. Less anxious about your well, yeah, inward bound trip. Yes. So um, it, it's interesting to compare the times of my two rides. The the one yeah. out was about fifteen minutes slower for the twelve miles than the the one back, and I think it might yeah. be down to the crate of beer that I had in a backpack and um, about five packs of Linda McCartney frozen sausages. Uh, slightly well, weighed down. Other was, types of soy replacement are available. Yeah, but none are as good. Unless Linda um, McCartney want to sponsor us. No, well, I wish she did because, well, she's anyway. Yeah. Um, God the, bless her. God bless her. Uh, the <laughs> the problem, yeah. So it's like when uh, those army guys go out for a run with a big heavy backpack on to <laughs> to train. I was doing it with crates, a crate carrying six bricks. Yeah, yeah. I was like, load up with a load of beer and uh, veggie meats and bike over for a barbecue. I was absolutely dripping when I got there. Uh, and I, I thought, would be so stressed about my beer being all, all shook up, mate. I couldn't do it. It was all right. It was fine. I, op- I got there and opened one immediately. I, I was like, no water for me, thanks. <laughs> I might have just lost three litres in sweat, but I think I'm just going to go straight to the beer. That's a good idea. I woke, nice. up, woke up about 4am. I was dehydrated I've ever been in my entire life. It was like a, it was like a Ren and Stimpy uh, scene. I was just like all dried up in my face. Anyway, um, so the other thing, the other thing about Strava that I think you're going to going to dig, as well as being on the leaderboard for uh, the Runner Pod Club, um, as well as um, segments, you can get routes. And I, I guess um, I'll let you find out about this, but I, I guess it will talk you through the routes and give you some GPS pointers on them. But you can kind of you can download other people's routes, which is very very good. So that was something I was interested in. So so does it give you as you're running or riding, will it say turn left here, like a sat nav kind of thing? Will it give you well, being as, being as homework's apparently a thing now, um, report back on that for me. Okay. I think it, I think it must do because uh, the sharing routes is a thing that Strava people do, particularly the cyclists. Yeah, well, the guy next door is a cyclist on Strava and he keeps tr- he's, he's been to get, trying to get me on it for ages so he can share some routes with me. So um, yeah. I'm going to ask him later to share me some routes and get on the bike. So, uh, yeah, f- report back on that. I mean, we could probably Google it, but it's, it's more fun to do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm liking. I'm liking that we have homework now. Yeah, it's more fun to do it IRL. Uh, the mm. other thing that's really interesting is if you go to um, an actual event. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit uh, later on about what I did at the weekend in terms of my running. Um, but uh, it it realised that hundreds of other people had done the same thing as me. All right. And it auto grouped us into um, a race. Mm. Um, and so off the back of that, I've had like lots of comments from people who I've never met who who were at the same event and who've been kind of like liking it. And I've had kind of comparative data on other people from, from the race, which is quite interesting as well. Oh, that's clever. So that's quite smart. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something that's lacking in... I think Runkeeper is fine, but it just feels very like 2008 
it just does the same yeah. things it always did. And yeah, I, I, I can see there's some advantage there. In, but it looks like they're doing some interesting things. I'm looking forward to actually starting to track some stuff with it. Um, it's probably mostly going to be rides, as I say, in a minute. Um, but I'm going to go out for a run a bit later just because I feel a bit bad that um, I've not done much road running recently. It's all been, all been gym work. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think in a few years' time we'll look back at Runkeeper and we'll say that was the MySpace or the mutiny of uh, But things you can't things you can't track direction on. Like you were gonna loop me in on some some chat about rowing. Um it has been a couple of weeks since we recorded, but I assume you're still rowing? Um, yeah, yeah, I am, yep. I am still rowing. I started doing rowing at the gym because I got bored of um I sort of lost a bit of impetus for the kettlebells yeah um and i was finding myself having very limited i'm having to kind of fit the gym in a very kind of like like in a lunch hour or i'm trying to go if i can actually get myself out of bed at like six in the morning before the day even starts because i'm just finding so hard to fit it in um and the reason i kind of like gravitated towards rowing was I was thinking about what's the most effective thing I can do with this, like, 50 minutes I've got in the gym. Um, and it felt like I'd, I'd read up a, read things before and kind of, like, generally aware that, like, it's a full-body workout, it's good cardio, mm-hmm. it's good resistance training. And so you kind of, like, it's like an all-in-one. And I'm just like, you know what? I've got limited time. What's the thing that I can do that is going to be the most effective and kind of maximise um the workout for me um so that's why i started doing it and i very quickly started doing it like getting into it and i was doing like 10 kilometers at a time which is about uh between 45 and 50 minutes probably in one go um which i think is is actually fairly good like that's a lot of people wouldn't touch that sort of distance on a rowing machine just because it's it is it does kind of wear you out quite a bit. So I was quite pleased. So is it about my... the same sort of perceived effort and distance as you'd get from running? Then um, I think because yeah, pro- probably that same sort of of thing. Like it'd be because a fifty minute ten k is a good ten k, isn't it? For running, yeah. so if it's yeah, yeah. rowing as well, so it kind of compares in terms of the amount of time you have to invest to get the benefit. I think the different there's probably slight differences that you, it's working a different area of the body that people aren't as oh, sure, used to sure. working, so they f- would find it probably easier like off the bat to run 10k than they would to row 10k maybe because it's it's right. quite a, it's quite an unused set of muscles. Um, right. But I was quite pleased to be able to kind of do that and kind of up my pace on that and 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 lock that in. Um, like it made me pleased about my fitness, I guess, because I, when even when I used to go to the gym when I was younger, the idea of rowing ten k was just insane. Um, the only, but what I found with it is like after a while, rowing for that long is a bit boring. Mm. So I've started to mix it up now, and I'm doing interval sprints running on the treadmill, right. um, which is always my go-to little gym thing so like i something that i can do where i'm like i if i want to make sure that i'm coming out dripping in sweat and puffing doing mm-hmm. doing 20 minutes of interval sprints um and increasing the pace every time you sprint 
uh, is is a good way. And then I'll so I'll do that, and then I'll do five k on the row machine as fast as I can. Right. Um, and and then I'm, so I'm going for I'm doing only doing five k, but I'm going for pace, and I'm trying to do it hard and put a lot of effort into it, and that's working quite nicely. Um, so a couple of questions on rowing then. Yeah. Unless you've got something else to say, uh, I've got a, a couple of follow up points, but they're related to something we're going to talk about in a sec. Go on. Okay. Um, the first thing I'd say is uh, you sort of, you mentioned it was a, a, a slightly underused kind of muscle set, unless obviously you're doing free weights or, or weight machines, I guess. But um, as a fellow bad back sufferer, is this something that you think might help with my kind of core strength stability that is causing my underlying back problems? Do you think that that muscle group you're targeting on that is, is helping your back? So this is what I was going to, this was the thing I was going to come to was um, when I hurt my back. Yeah. That was around the time I started doing rowing and I'd done uh, quite a lot. I'd done like these 10 Ks, like maybe three of them in a week. And I think what happened was I stiffened up a bit. Um, Big... it doesn't seem as bad when I'm just doing a five, but at the end of a 10 K when I'm getting up, I'm always having to like, cause my back's essentially been in a, a position for that long, 50 yep. minutes. It's kind of like yep. almost stiffens up a bit. Um, yeah. I got a message amazingly, even though we only released the episode yesterday, I got a message, uh, some follow-up message about the rowing in the back, a friend of a right. friend, friend of a show, Joe, um, yeah. He was told by his chiropractor and his doctor that if he's getting back, lower back pain, he needs to lay off for rowing a bit. Right. So I'm not sure I would recommend it. I don't think, I haven't felt the benefit in the core Okay. as such. I think what I need to start doing if I can fit it in and find the time is to do a little core workout at the end. I think that it's largely... Um, it's sort of like it, it does do a full body workout, but it's not. I don't think it's as focused on the core as you might want it to be for what you're talking about. Right. I do think it's good. It's a really good exercise. I don't have any trouble with my back with it at the moment, and I don't know if it's actually the thing that was related to me hurting my back. Mm-hmm. Um. But I wouldn't. It's not something I'd recommend for treating a back problem. Um. But right. I don't. I'm no. I'm no expert. Um. But I will say that since kind of getting my back sorted again, it, mm-hmm. it, I'm having no trouble with it. It's fine. Um, I just have to look after my back, like with any other exercise I would. So I really like it. It's great. The, my my arms, I'm not being funny, my arms have just become, like, awesome now. <laughs> like, check out the guns. Welcome to the gun show. Um, since doing rowing more than I ever did with right. free weights or anything. Um, and yeah, it's good for like chest as well. My, mm. pro- my problem area is just the love handles. I just don't know how to get rid of them really. It's just, it's just a never ending, like looking like a bloody pear. Yeah. Oh, just look just looking down and wobbling my belly at the moment as well. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that, mate. You're right. My belly's all right. Belly's all right. It's, for, it's these little, Little muffin tops on the side. And I just don't think there's particularly many exercises. If anyone's got any recommendations of exercises to get rid of my muffin tops, um, please do let me know. 
as long as they don't like you, her. You tried Pilates and all that, yeah? I've not tried Pilates, no. I, think, right. I think I probably need to get, get involved in that in that shiz. Um, yeah, oh. so I'm, I'm Pilates is kind of my, hopefully, going to be my magic bullet for sorting um, general kind of core issues. Um, I'm, I don't think it's worked yet, but I'm giving it some time. I would say, and I, I can I can feel the benefit when I do it. I can I can feel muscles working that don't normally work. So I'm prepared to give it some time. Mm. So I'm gonna. In fact, I'm gonna set a review point in now um, that I will kind of continue to uh, to August and then review whether or not um, Pilates is 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 working for me because well, that will have then given it um, five months. Well, I don't want to take us off topic because I know that people yeah. who listen to the show are used to a nice, tight, um, scripted sure, sure. set of topics. Sure. And but but but, can you talk to me about Pilates? Can you can you explain to me what what actually happens there? Do you enjoy it? Is it good? Should I go and do it? Like, talk to me about it. Um, I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I've said this before on on the tape. So apologies if I, if I am repeating myself. I remember the first class that I went to, so I've, this is my second time around. So I, I booked in and tried another class and I stuck with it for about seven weeks. Um, at the request of my physio, who was like, you're going to do some Pilates or something, mate, because I can't just keep manipulating you back into position. <clears throat> and I didn't really find it was doing anything much for me. So I dropped it. Um, and then basically the same time as uh, I changed jobs, I found uh, another Pilates teacher who does a couple of sessions a week which I could choose from which work well around the new working hours and it's close to home so I can I can get there whereas I couldn't before and I'm getting on much much better in her classes than than I was in the other one and so she's the one I'm going to kind of stick with um but the first week in this new class about this this is the really strange thing about it was about halfway through I was very aware of the fact that I was looking at my watch constantly going oh when's this going to be over mm. like seriously this is dragging this is really dragging ass now and i'm not this this is this is lame what am i doing and then suddenly it went from 22 to it was finished and i felt really good and i was like oh okay so the sort of start as you kind of working your way into it um was really 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 dragging for me but at the end um, she kind of like uh, the way the way she does it. She kind of segues a little bit in towards almost meditation stuff mm. towards the end, but you're still working. Um, so it's hard to explain. But she's um, as she's going around the room, she's constantly changing the state of the lighting and the music. Yeah, and so by the end, I'm just like on the floor with all of my body all kind of like stretched and all fully stretched and relaxed, and I'm just like, oh man, this feels great. Um, and so that's are really, you, are really you nice. Stretching, or is it core? Is it is it was it like planks or stretches? And what's what's the kind of like planks, stretches, a little bit of kind of cardio type movement? Uh, it's a, it's a real kind of mixture. Um, I did a bit of tai chi when I was a, when I was when I was a kid because we had a tai chi club at school, and I, I quite enjoyed that. Mm. Um, some of the movements that she uses are tai chi movements. Some of the movements that she uses are kind of like yogi type movements but she makes them accessible. So there's like every single movement that she does, there's like three or four levels you can do. Mm. So as you feel more confident, you just add something in to make it more complex. So it's a bit of Tai Chi, a bit of yoga, 
little bit of kind of uh almost like cardio um uh, circuit stations and um, lots of stretching and then a bit of meditation at the end it's quite it's quite nice so now i've now i've got used to it the hour doesn't drag and do you feel it in I know the core, where it's going like, is, it, is it feel like a good core yeah. workout yeah particularly the kind of lower back and front front around the abs um mm. particularly in there it's it's it, it, i feel it working quite a lot and it's really really nice um and it's been great doing it on a monday after my big runs on sunday mm. I feel a lot of like pressure come out of my hips mm. as we're doing it as well. Cause she, she does quite a lot of work on extending through the hips and, and down into the hamstrings and stuff. And you, um, you do this once a week, right? Yeah. I go once a week at the minute. Do you feel like you should be do it needs to be done more than once a week to have any real benefit? Do you think, do you think you should be doing maybe like a smaller version of it each day at home? Or do you think like I'm trying to get, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to think like how I'm trying to think how much of an impact like how, like how am I going to fit this in? <laughs> That's basically what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, she she has said like some people like to come twice a week. Um, mm-hmm. I think I I would struggle to um, make two hours in the week during the during the working day. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I can flex my my time around that, I've got other things that that I do um, with that kind of flexibility that I have. Probably now uh, I can ease off my running a little bit. I might be able to fit another one in, but yeah, definitely trying to do some stuff at home is a, is a, is a good plan in between times. Um, See, the, the guy at the stretching class was always telling me I had to do it at home for it to have any benefit, but I just can't motivate myself to do that sort of stuff at home. I'm thinking if I was no. going to do this, I probably need to make sure I was going twice a week to get some good <clears throat> get some good um, benefit out of it. But it's definitely something I want to look into for. I think it'd be good for core and I do think it would help with those little problematic areas and muffin tops. But yeah, the reason I'm talk- I was asking about this is um, the other thing we mentioned last week, the chiropractor. Mm, yeah, and um, that was the next thing on my list, yeah. Well, I, so... Is it real, mate? Well, what I'll tell, what I'll tell you is I went in as a sceptic. Right. And um, I was, I was I'd, I'd basically twinged my back um, yeah. I've got a history of um, kind of blown discs um, when I was about mid mid twenties, and I'll get I will get flare ups from time to time, and often they will be preceded by like sitting around a lot and not doing a lot of exercise, and that's kind of one of the main reasons I'm constantly trying to keep active and do lots of different things is to try and keep it keep it loose. Um, I had a little twinge, and um, yeah. It's it's weird, like it can be the little most innocuous twinge, and then I know that within an hour I'll be in terrible, terrible nick. Um, it was like for a few days I was trying all sorts to try and get myself loose. Um, I've had real problems before where it's happened, and I've then not even been able to get out of bed, and I've had to like get somebody out to get me out of bed because I just can't move. Um, so I was really, really worried about that. And in the end, I was like, right, I'm just going to try and go to a chiropractor and um, and see if they can help. And uh, I went to this guy. Um, he got me to stand there and sort of look at my posture and stuff. And he said, what's weird is you are leaning, like normally when people blow their disc and it's pushing on the nerve, they'll lean yeah. away from the disc bulge. Right. But... but from what you've told me about where your disc bulge is, uh, which for me is on the left-hand side, he says you're leaning towards it, which suggests that what has happened is not actually that 
the disc is bulging and touching the nerve, but that you've uh-huh. had a little twinge and yeah. your back has like seized up around it to protect itself. So, right. so you're actually, your pain is not coming from the disc bulge touching the nerve. It's everything is kind of like tensed up and clamped, clamped around it. So, so you're basically, you're basically like leaning into the damage. Yes, because right? the, because it's not actually the damage that's causing the problem. It's the um, like you've got some sort of kind of Catholic guilt slip disc problem where you're kind of going, oh, I better take my punishment. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I put it quite like that, but yeah. Um, so it's all kind of like tensed up, um, right? So he he essentially did the. He kind of got me on his on his weird little table, and. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm? weird little table. Have you not seen? Have you not seen a chiropractor's table? No, <laughs> you're going to have to talk me through it. Okay, it's, it's a weird little table. It's like a, it's like a. a Is mass- it not like a massage table? It's like a massage table, but then all the bits, like it's like a massage table if it was a transformer. So all the bits, <laughs> all the bits are like separate modules that go up and down, because what they do is they like. They'll have you lying on it, and then they'll like shove you down on one bit, and that bit goes down. And it kind of like essentially cracks your back or whatever. And um, so he he started to like pull. Sounds more like a multi gym. Yeah, it's it's super weird, man. It's a really weird contraption. And so he started to kind of um, did did like an assessment and stuff, and he was like, okay, it's really yeah, I can feel it's really tense, right? And he started to pull the the vertebrae apart, kind of like just massage them apart so they weren't so clamped anymore uh, and then he he got me on what did he how did he do so i had to lie on my side put my right so i'm lying on my right hand side i had to bring my right knee up and so it was out right and put my and then kind of like be very much on my side and he then climbed on top of my right leg um what held my left arm and then kind of pushed down on my right leg pushed backwards on my left hip and pulled forward on my left arm and I was like am I in Tekken and am I receiving a pretty dope submission move right now Um, he did that a few times I was like "That, that that was weird um or it might have been, I can't remember which way, I might have got the, the configuration there slightly wrong, but he did that a couple of times. Um, and then I sort of struggled to actually get off the table because my back had sort of like started to seize up again. I was like, oh, Jesus. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, cheers for that. Um, chucked in, what, 45 quid or something? It was uh, for, for the half hour or whatever. Um, drove home. Um, yeah. Got home and mm-hmm. walked in the door, and I was like, oh, "Feel feel pretty good actually." And wow. bear in mind, before I went, I was struggling to pick something up off a coffee table. Mm-hmm. Um, I got home, bent down, undid my shoes, picked something off the floor. Literally within, so before before I walked out the door, I couldn't pick something up off a table. Got home, and I was able to touch the floor. And pretty much from that point on, it was just just a little bit of time needed for the soreness to go. Um, right. But the, the mobility was almost instantly put back in. 
And and how long did this last though? That's the that's the kicker, isn't it? Is it? How do you mean how long did it last? The next day, were you back to normal? Huh? Oh, what do you mean by how long did it last? So the next day, were you back to where you were before you went? Or no. No, you no. the next day, were you still great? Still great. I was sore because it's because from the actual manipulation itself. Yeah. So like somebody, it's like, you know, if you get a massage, it can be a bit sore the next day because somebody's yeah. been actually like digging into you and stuff. Oh, that's the other thing he did was he yeah. did like essentially a sports massage. He pushed a lot of pressure onto stiff stiff sections to loosen them up. Right. Um, yeah. which is the sort of thing you get from a sports massage. So I was a bit sore, but once the soreness went, like, I'm fine. Like, straight away fine. I went back to him the next week, um, right. and he pretty much did the same sort of thing again. Yeah. Um, and then I went back again. And this is where I kind of got to the point where I was like, yeah, so we're just going over the same motions and you're not really... So like we're done here. Yeah. And he was like, okay, come back for a few more weeks. I was like, well, what are, what, what are we doing here? Because you're not giving me like preventative stuff for, so this doesn't happen again. Mm. Um, mm. Even though, I'm, even though I'm, I'm, I'm angling for that, I'm asking you for that. Yeah. Um, you're just kind of going through these same motions again, which is fine because thank you for sorting me out because I was in a bad way. Yeah. But... I don't think it's a thing where I'm going to be going like every week because I because it, it seems yeah. to be it seems to be kind of like it's sorted it sorted me and I I'm cool with that but I, it's not that I'm I'm bagging on the profession because it might be that other chiropractors would give you better kind of ongoing stuff but um, I think he he himself wasn't really he didn't fill me with confidence about that. Um, so you're, you're touching on one of the things that has always made me hesitate to look at a chiropractor, which is that there is there is a certain extent to which there is a there's <clears throat> a, an obvious mechanical element to what they do, mm. and then there's a certain extent to which there's a kind of a, a holistic medicine part of it, mm. which perhaps doesn't quite sound so useful. Um, there was, um, I'll try and remember to get this for uh, for show notes. I'm going to write it down now. There was an episode of Science Versus, which is a, sometimes a great podcast, but it's one of those where you need to be interested in the topic yeah. uh, of, the, of the week. Uh, there was a Science Versus about chiroprac- uh, chiropractors or chiropractic, isn't it? That's what the discipline is called. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you listened to it. I did send it to you when you were thinking of going. It was it was quite an interesting one because it did talk about the fact that like there are there are people for whom having a chiropractor is like a way of life. Yeah. Um, in the way that in the way that me going for a run or me going to Pilates is is kind of currently part part of my life, um, where they will want to constantly be manipulated. Manip- physically manipulated not manipulated out of their money mm. um they'll, they'll want to constantly go and have kind of a laying on of hands otherwise they won't think that they're that they're okay mm. um and uh yeah that so i've always had a slight hesitation about that because at least when you go physio they're like all right i can do this this and this and this you need to do this this and this between times we're gonna um do this for three sessions and then we're gonna make a review and decide if you're discharged mm. that kind of that kind of way of working makes a bit more sense to to me than a kind of a an ongoing relationship with a with a bone cracker. Yeah, I've been to physio before, 
I've had sports massages yeah. before on my back. Um, I've never had anything before like this where yeah. I was instantly... I went, I went from 15% mobility to 85% mobility within 40 minutes. And that was, like, mind-blowing. It was like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer starts pushing people over the trash can and they're suddenly cured of their back pain. Like, that's that's the level of kind of, holy shit, this is amazing. That's amazing. But then yeah. where it fell down for me was I didn't feel like, like within the third time that I went, I was like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of this now because my back feels fine. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of, I'm paying you 30 odd quid for you to kind of check my back and say it's okay. Like if we were working together on a program and if you were explaining to me like, okay, we're going to do this with this and this and to, so that you, this never happens again. But it didn't, it didn't yeah. feel like that was happening fast enough for me. It might've got there eventually, but didn't feel like that was, that was coming quick enough for me. Um, which I think is probably more, more in the physio line. But I've, the, when I've had physio before, it's just like, it felt like I was doing a hell of a lot of work and I wasn't getting anywhere with it. Um, yeah. Whereas this, I did, I did absolutely no work and was immediately, re- immediately sort of sorted. So I think it's definitely something. If it ever happens again, where I get this kind of like little twinge in the stiffness, yeah. and I can kind of recognise it as that, um, then I then I think I will I will go and get that kind of loosen loosening up. If, if that's what it was, it, it was essentially like you've you've seized up. I'm going to unseize you, and yeah, he did. Like and, and it That's was amazing. it was all that kind of mechanical manipulation stuff you're talking about. Now I yeah. don't I, I I know there are people who listen to this who who have kind of maybe ongoing chiropractic things. I'll be really interested to see what they get out of it and how they how it fits in their life and what they do with it. Um I'm I'm not into this kind of like the idea that it will sort out your headaches or whatever. Mm. Like for me I'm very much a, like your your back hurts, then manipulate your back or whatever um but but i i'm open to being open to being corrected and, and hear hear different experiences um it's cool really, it's so really if anyone's got any notes go on sorry what's interesting when i, I fielded views on this before i went yeah and uh, mm-hmm. people are very passionate about it in both directions aren't they like, yeah there are people who are like it's it's very very good it's very very important to me and to be fair i'm probably in that camp because i can't argue with what the result was yeah um so yeah so so yeah if anyone's got any any further feedback then drop us a tweet at runnerpod or email uh, nickshittyback at runnerpod.com yeah yeah or just you know just text me if you're one of my mates which is what people tend to do do. (laughs) phone him pop round bring a beer oh please do please do oh that's I guess those are my uh, training updates I hear you uh, I hear you had a little run the weekend I, I, I did. I did. You, you, you want to you wanna get into that? I, I guess we, we probably should. And that means that, yet again, stickers are going to get bumped down the order and I'm not going to know what to do with them, Nick. <laughs> oh. my you, life, my... you love doing this to me. If we get time at the end, you can talk about stickers. That's your treat. That's your pudding. Okay. You can have pudding after okay. you've done it. your main. I did have a little run at the weekend, um, as, uh, as as anyone who's on uh, Strava.com forward slash clubs runner pod uh, will, will know by now. Uh, I, I didn't, I've done my second marathon, mate. Go on. Um, so course, well, I fa- did, famously, your first marathon was uh, one of the most 
intense episodes of uh, Runner Pod that has ever been. It's an emotional journey. I did milk the build up a bit more that time as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so I've I've had a couple of days to uh, of come down anyway. So I, I'm not quite as raw and delicate as I was when I spoke to you after the after the Guernsey Marathon. Um, I've, I want to tell you a little bit about the event itself before I go into what I'm billing as my marathon retro. Um, so rock and roll. Rock, oh no, mate. Um, rock and roll event series. It's uh, rock and roll Liverpool was what I did. Um, mm-hmm. They've got events uh, around the world. Mostly seem to be centered on America, but they've got um, they've got an event coming up in Dublin uh, in the summer as well. I am just blown away by the people who run this event. Mate, it is so good so so good and if you ever get a chance to go on one of their events please 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 do and the the benchmark here would be um birmingham great run as mm. they call it so the the birmingham half and marathon um or no no marathon anymore but the the birmingham half marathon would be the benchmark that i'm comparing it against and it just it's like a different level of of event. Well, what's what's the story, Morning Glory? What's the why is it so good? And what's the story? Okay, so um, the the event itself is a, is a weekend festival. Is the first thing, right? Rather than it just being one thing on on the day. So they have um, they have a, a village set up. They have some short events on Saturday, and then they have a half marathon and a marathon. Uh, on the on the Sunday, and they have a children's fun run mile um, as well. Well, actually, adults can do it as well, but they have a, like a, a mile fun run as well, um, all centred on on the village. Um, I know that's a, an increasingly popular way of doing things. I know Brighton do it as well, where they have five um, k, ten k, half, and full marathon on the same weekend. But it means that there's a real nice kind of vibe going on. The the, the tickets for these events are never cheap you know mm-hmm. the you, you're talking about dropping 50 quid if you're going to go to one of these kind of like big half and marathon type events mm-hmm. um and i didn't exactly feel ripped off when i did the birmingham half marathon um i thought you know that was reasonable value for for my money considering the amount of effort that goes into staging it the amount of staff they need to run it this cost about the same and the the extras that were piled on top were just phenomenal i've never felt so safe i've never felt so looked after Mm. um as i did going around that course there were so many water stations so many aid stations so many marshals so many kind of uh, street team people from the event themselves uh just kind of hanging out cheering you on and making sure things were going on that was amazing real 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 thing to uh recommend it to you though mate is at the end you uh you finish your race you come through you get your medal as you do there's a massive feed station. There's like crisps, there's bananas, there's sweets, uh, Lucasaid drinks. Um, you walk out through the back and then you go to the bar and you get given a pint. <laughs> Speaking my language. Uh, it's a small thing, right? It is a small thing, a pint, a pint of beer at the end. But because they wanted to make this festival atmosphere, by giving everyone a pint, they actually ensured that everyone stayed. Mm. People aren't just kind of drifting off and there's all street food vendors and they had um, a stage and they had bands that you've heard of 
not necessarily bands that are current, right? Bands that you've heard of no, playing. Come on, uh, come on, an open air concert. Give me that playlist. But who who was playing? Well, Space were the headliners, of course, of course. As in female of the species, and there were other bands. I can't remember who they, who they were, but uh, just just a, just a great vibe and great value for money. And um, were Northern Uproar on the bill? Was 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 any Northern Uproar going on? Well, if you go to Rock and Roll Marathon, you can see the sorts right. of acts that, that they've had before, and, and there are bands that you've heard that you've heard of. Okay, um, but even like going around the drink stations, there was water, Lucas Aid, or gels at the at the stations, um, stuff like that. To the extent where on Sunday night. I dreamt that I was going through feed stations constantly picking up gels. That's all I was dreaming about. <laughs> Such a loser. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, mate, it, it's it is just a just an absolute cut above. I would say. Wow. Um, but on the on the on the on the slight downside, they're a bit they're a bit needy with their comms. Mm. Goodness me, I was getting like four or five emails from them a day at one point. Most of these places are they like. I think I think the same was it was the same with the great or the great run people, as it kind of got to yeah. the end. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let me tell you about the route, mate. Cool. I don't know Liverpool very well, mm-hmm. um, and this this again kind of speaks to the attention to detail on this. Considering that Birmingham can't run a, can't have a marathon this year because no one can work out how, where the course is, mm. I saw every bit of Liverpool. Mm. Right. And I saw the bits of Liverpool that you'd want to see. You're going round. Um, I know Birmingham Half Marathon had a kind of a thing of, oh, we'll put some music on every now and then. Mm. They had this promise, like, you will have a performance every mile. Mm. And every mile there was a mobile stage with a band on it, or for I think three of them had DJs instead. Mm. Um, so, like, that really, really helped add to the atmosphere as you're going around. There's, like, proper, really good live music being played as you're going around and you got taken to um, every single, uh, like a lovely parks in Liverpool. I never knew this. You got taken to all these beautiful parks. Mm. There was a bit where you're running through the town center and they kind of, they kind of swing you around and you're basically on the, the main kind of approach to town hall. Mm. And it's a really beautiful wide street and it's, you're flanked by cafes and people are just sort of sitting outside having a beer and cheering you on. And up on the top of, the, the council house there's like a balcony and there was like this really amazing band up there playing you down this thing it's like that's a stunning atmosphere you turn around the corner and then suddenly you're going down all the side streets and you're going past the cavern mm. you're like this is like tourism yeah, there was yeah. one bit where they they took you to this park and you're like oh i'm gonna do a lap of this park but they just ran you outside the park and you feel where are we going because i can see other people the other side of the park i've got to come back to this park where are you taking me so it take me about half a mile around the corner turn down this side road and you run about 200 metres down it and round a cone and back up. Oh, oh, right. This is Penny Lane. You've taken me to Penny Lane on this run because you want to make sure that I've seen all the best bits of your city. That is amazing. We went past both of the, both of the football grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I say both of them. They've got other football grounds as well, but obviously we went, went to Goodison and we went to Anfield. And um, at Anfield, they actually open up the stadium and you run into the stadium Really? You don't run on the pitch, but you are in in the stadium and people were running off to go up into the terraces to take photographs. Yeah. Was he just running around like the track around the edge of a uh, edge of a pitch sort of thing? No, you're 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 running so you run into the stadium block. Mm-hmm. 
So you know that like there's a concourse area in a stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has like drinks and stuff and then the steps that go up. So you, you could see the pitch and you could run up and go into the terrace if you wanted to, or you could just kind of carry on through. Mm. But it was awesome. It's like, I've never been to Anfield. I've now been. Nice. That's really, really cool. Um, so I just, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in love with them as an event organiser and you should definitely have a look for uh, for their events if, if you can. In fact, go and do this half marathon next year, mate. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, I, I, I still don't think I've got a marathon in my locker ever. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, going to a half would be pretty sweet. So that's uh, that's that's the that's the event. Um, How was the run? So obviously, right, obviously the, last, the, the last what went well, what went badly, the, mate. The last marathon you did, it was a pretty pretty negative retro on that one. Did did you manage to get all the way around running? Nope. No. Okay. Um, and I'm a bit annoyed about that. Was it? So it can't possibly have been as bad as the Guernsey one, though. No, no, no. no right, good, so. Good. That's kind of what um, I was getting at. More like, yeah. yeah. What well, let's, let's start with? Let's start with some what went well. Uh, time was significantly better than last time. Mm-hmm. Um, my recovery was significantly uh, simpler than last time, and I managed uh, the cramp situation admirably. Okay, those those are the things that went went well. What went badly? is that um, I, I'm still bad at uh, pace. Right. What, and, what do you mean by um, you're bad at pace? As in you're going out too so quickly? I'm, I, yeah, I, so I know what pace I should be running at, mm-hmm. but to to maintain a comfortable uh, marathon distance, and if because if I'm absolutely brutally honest with you, I wanted sub four. Mm. And... For a very long time, I comfortably had it, and then I lost it. And not only did I lose sub four, I lost four fifteen, and then I just got four thirty. Mm. Um, so there was bits where I was going around, and I was thinking, I can't wait to tell Nick that I've got a sub four marathon. <laughs> how how do you <laughs> genuinely? So, I was like, smash so, this! This is great content. Well done. So how did you lose it? Um, so. 909 is the absolute cutoff for um for pace for a sub four marathon as an as an average. Yeah. Cuz that, that's exactly that's time. exactly what I'm working towards for the half, isn't it? 909. Yeah. To the sub two. Yeah. For a very long time on the run I was I was pulling um 830s. Right. Which is, you know, significantly quicker than than I should have been going. Uh, but I felt good, and the trouble is, is my stride naturally falls into that, mm. um, and so it's very hard for me to to rein myself back in. I think if I had worked a little harder and been a bit more disciplined and said, "No, just check your stride, keep it at nine oh nine," I may have been able to um, keep the pace that I may have been able to keep on target. Um, I think probably it started telling on me. I think another thing that happened was I was so paranoid about the cramp situation. So paranoid about the cramp situation. I possibly slightly underhydrated. Right. I mean, I was pissing orange juice at the end, let's be frank. Mm. Um, it was it was just like that was actually the punk band I had in the early nineties, but <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was it was you know, not the sign of a well hydrated man um when I went to the low at the end. Um, so potentially I could have, I could have 
taken on a bit more more water and that might have helped me keep my legs mm. um i think probably i could have had a better breakfast and not been so worried about having a full stomach because i did have plenty of time mm. um because essentially what happened was um that i i kind of i pretty much bonked out at about 18 19 miles mm. there was just no, there was just nothing left in the tank and it, it went from doing 830s to doing a couple of nines to gone just nothing left yeah but to be fair mate fair fair play if you if, you, if you're hitting that eight miles out and then you still manage to finish kind of in a in a i i mean what four four thirty for a marathon it's fine isn't it like yeah i'm mate i'm like, really really pleased in hindsight yeah like it's uh to just finish those eight miles at that level is um yeah is testament, isn't it? So we talked last time a little bit. Yeah, thank you, by the way. <laughs> we talked last time a little bit about the the kind of the battle in your head, um, and I, I lost that badly when I lost my pace pack. Mm. So I did try and find the four hour paces, and I ran with them for a while. And um, another thing I need to practice is running with other people. Yeah, because uh, I I kind of. If I can't see a bit of road in front of me, I get a bit frustrated as well. Mm. So I let myself get ahead of my pace pack. Yeah. And then I let them catch me up. And I stuck with them for about a mile, a mile and a half. And they started pulling away. And the minute I realized that I couldn't touch them again, the minute that I saw uh, the sub four go, I became quite despondent. Um, so I probably wasn't as mentally tough as I was last time as well, which is a shame. I think what I'm hearing from this, and and I'm also taking into account the Guernsey one, is that yeah, and, and knowing and knowing your training and knowing all that sort of stuff, like you you've definitely got a sub four in your mm. physical locker. I think okay. you've got it in your mental locker in terms of like pushing and i'm talking mentally in terms of just keeping going like that that kind of like just perseverance side of the mentality but it sounds like that in both both of the occasions i guess um you've got the thing you don't have really is i guess the what you consider race experience yeah and i think both times for different reasons that has has like tripped you up so you first time around you wouldn't have overhydrated if it wasn't the a if it wasn't a race like if it wasn't like yeah. a, a thing you were building up to and also yeah. that you had some weather conditions that, that weren't favorable that day yeah and then this time round, it's like I, I bet if you'd have gone out on your own and ran a marathon you'd have probably got a sub, mm. sub four because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been overthinking hydration, and you wouldn't have yeah. been overthinking pace too much, and you wouldn't have been overthinking like all the people yeah. around you. I think the more of these things you do, you'll get to a point where the the event side of it will be will become second nature, and you'll just go and do the thing without without doing. I think you're overthinking a lot of stuff on the day. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, um, I I broadly I broadly agree with you. As I was sort of going in that in in the, in the dark times, 
at the end of the run I was thinking maybe I haven't got this maybe I'm you know maybe I'm overshooting but I think I came to similar conclusions to you after after the fact that actually um I've only done that distance twice yeah and I've learned something each time and I need to if I if I want to do it I'm going to need to have another go and one day I'll get all the things right mm. and and it will happen for me um I think not not in a kind of getting ex- excuses in kind of way but I should probably also point out that the heat was bad mm. and it was much hillier than I'd planned for as well I had a 1250 foot total elevation on the day Mm. and um they were putting out warnings beforehand saying don't go for your pb today please don't go for your pb today Mm. other things i should mention about about those conditions um which which yeah are, are, are more about me kind of taking stock and perspective than excuses even though they sound a little bit like excuses is um there were a couple of scary things that i saw so i mentioned how safe i felt Mm-hmm. and um like super super appreciative of all the people who 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 were there making me feel so safe and like um there was St John's ambulance all over the place and I always kind of managed made sure I kind of stopped to like wave and say like thanks to them because they are fucking legends um but I I saw people just like literally falling off the path into the grass at mm-hmm. points um there was there was a girl in one of the parks who was kind of in the recovery position and first aiders like running to her um there was a guy at the end who was being um given given assistance who was in a in a very 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 bad way um and then there were there were more kind of everyday type issues like uh, which weren't needing first aid responses but there were literally on the last 2 miles it was a bit where you were running next to the sea and there was a common on the on the right and people were just kind of running off the track and just collapsing there to sort their cramp out. Um, and again, great, great work by the, this this organisation. And they know that people are suffering there, mm. and they've got this they've got this specialist group who are one up from their marshals and one under a first aider that they called race angels. Mm. And there was like one of them every hundred meters, mm. picking people out of the grass and walking with them, and going like, That's, you, "You've got a mile and a half. You're fucking finishing, mate." Mm phenomenal really really great event sorry i could keep banging on about it i'm not no, going to no. it's good man. um so yeah no i i think i i think i agree with you mate i think experience is the, is the thing that's gonna gonna see me over that line rather than ability if that makes sense yeah yeah it's and both times it does sound like you've had particularly warm days which i don't think helps pace um yeah. it, it's especially longer distances just saps you like I'm, I'm going to go out today, but I'm going to wait until it's cooled down in like in the evening because I really enjoy going running that time. But the idea of going out like midday today is a uh, is not is not a fun prospect. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it was particularly hot that weekend. Like that was the uh, you know I know day that of the I, great cycle ride exactly day of the beers beers on my back cycle ride, which uh, might might become a new tradition. Um, but yeah, the uh, it does I. I th- I'd be very happy with with that sort of time for. A, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy just to actually get around a marathon distance, because um, it does feel like to me it's it's a bridge too far for. I, I don't feel I don't think I could do it. I just don't think I could do it. 
I'm still, I have to say, I'm still a bit affected by that um, half marathon I did uh, the other month. Right. I'm still pretty bummed out about that. So I need to kind of like maybe have a bit of a palate cleanser before I think about doing anything beyond that. But um, yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. And if I do the half marathon again next year, um, then I'll, uh, I reckon I will jump on that, especially if you're going up to do the, do the full maybe again. Um, yeah. So yeah, I might I might choose one that's a bit flatter. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, that's probably the flattest. <laughs> and go and do one in Belgium or something like the flattest possible. And one in half. November. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Ghent Marathon. Yeah. See, that was a good thing about the Birmingham one is it is in October, which means it's nice and cool when you're going around and doing yeah. it. So yeah. it does have its advantages. Oh right, do you need to put a pin in this? I'm afraid I've got to go. Um, that's cool, man. But I'm devastated because I never, I never got to find out about your homework. No, well, it's been done. Oh, and uh, can I... it, it's coming, coming soon. Okay, we'll talk about it next week. Then. When we talk about stickers as well, yeah. Stickers and your homework. Okay, we'll pin those that. things are going to be first next time. Yes, first things we'll talk about. Promise. All right. Cool. I think it's been a good show. Well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. You too. Well done, mate. Well done. Congratulations! Well Congratulations well on a good show. Would you like to wrap the show up? <laughs> Um, I would. Um, why don't you come and join us at strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash runnerpod or tweet us at runnerpod or email uh, hello at runnerpod.com if you have any feedback on rock and roll marathon, chiropractors, rowing machines, or anything else we've talked about. Getting, rid of, getting rid of the Thank muff, you very much. The muffin tops. Get rid of the muffin tops. I need those. I need those. Yeah. That feedback immediately. Get some feedback and notes for Nick. Thanks. And see you next week. Peace. If you don't like a